0: You like Dags. Dags. What? Yeah, dogs. Dags. Dags. like Dags. Ah, Dogs. Oh, dogs. <laughs> sure. I like Dags.
1: Welcome to the Bagel Boys Show. This is a movie podcast that's not meant to be taken seriously. Seriously. We go through different mini series covering five year old films, franchises, and finally actors. And this is an actor series of the films of brad pitt
0: that was great <laughs> i do i read, <laughs> I read you i like delete <laughs> <laughs> dana what's that over there <laughs> delete oh nothing <laughs> Here, like a few weeks later.
1: Yes, how come you never use
0: my clip? Uh, no. I will say you have to stop moving. I can't I'll, stop. I got to stop wiggling. No, wiggling side to side is fine. This will make you sound like I've lost you to the <laughs> void. <laughs> no. You'll, you'll make a point. I'm like, Daniel's gone. <laughs> He's one of those interdimensional beings, you know. That's right. From the box office smash hit. Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Good movie. Inter-
1: <laughs> good movie. People crap on it. It's, good movie. Uh movie. It's a good one. Not one we're talking it's about today. silly.
0: Not we're ta- not talking about it today though. No, we're not.
1: We're talking about what Wesley called previously before we started recording Snarch. <laughs> and I can't <laughs> I
0: can't get it out of my mind and I kind of want to call it Snarch from well, now on. Okay, so for context, I was typing it in to search <laughs> and I mistyped and I was like Snarch. What is that movie about? What Better movie. Starch. It's about baking.
1: <laughs> hey, I'd watch it. I'd watch Brad Pitt, you know, making some, <laughs> growing some potatoes.
0: <laughs> starch.
1: Yeah. <laughs> A big tubby Brad Pitt. <laughs> He'd be eating everything in sight. Snacking on some french fries. Spoiler, still not eating. What's He's not. On? Which is funny that we we'll have get, a section. We'll get we have
0: a section of what's he snacking in that the first gonna, two movies? He hasn't been snacking. He really hasn't. But I mean, let's be honest here. There's a few I know where it's gonna be paying out like a slot machine. Where oh, It's yeah. gonna be just the whole movie. Are you think what I'm thinking? <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it. So welcome to the Bagel Boys show. My name is not Daniel. My name is not Wes. How about that? There you go. Uh, we are going through an actor series. Yes, revolving around a man, Mr. Brad Pitt. Oh yeah, did you get him on the show?
1: Like I, I said you would. Uh, he hasn't
0: returned my calls, texts, emails, tweets, faxes, pages, <laughs> and the big sign I put out in his front <laughs> lawn. That's You've been woofing him. Oh what? <laughs>
1: He's my neighbor, and I, you know every time I come out to get the mail, he runs back inside. He he's, never mows the lawn. <laughs> he's in no, fear of seeing you. He's rich. He's got some guy mowing his lawn for him. <laughs>
0: Living in the suburbs some <laughs> Greenwood, Indiana, renting a house. This <laughs> his vacation home. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, so, Snatch, two thousand movie directed by Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie is interesting. He's he's something. So. Before we start talking too much about Bradley again here, let's talk a little bit about our director here, Guy Ritchie. He's he's very interesting. So his background before making Snatch was mainly uh, music video direction credits, but also uh, Lock, Stock and Smoking Bear or Two Smoking Barrels, which is basically mm-hmm. Snatch Junior, like. <laughs> It's kind of like when George Miller made Mad Max, and then he made uh, the Road Warrior after that. Where Road Warrior is very similar to Mad Max, but it's like he was able to like, oh, you guys like that? Okay, well let's let's just do kind of the same sort of thing. <laughs> let's make it matter this time. Right. <laughs> let's make it matter. Let's make it more snatchy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Guy Ritchie, he's kind of one of my. Dark horse favorite directors where it's really? not like a Spielberg, it's not a Nolan, it's not a Denis Villeneuve. It's just a guy Richie. You like the Richie man. He's like he's like the guy Fieri of <laughs> the directing world. He's kind of <laughs> zany. You know, he's got a very like he's got some flavor to this yeah. movie. He'll take you to Flavor Town <laughs> every oh, single time. He for sure will. For better or worse. He uh it's something where the best way to describe it is a lot of the time and the way he puts together a movie as far as, like, the editing and the pacing goes with the uh, the way something is told with, like, humor, but also different perspectives and basically everything for a joke gets dialed up to 11 and mm-hmm. there's, like, a shot of adrenaline just straight into the movie out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what Guy Ritchie's like. A lot of Cockney accents. A lot of accents. Mm-hmm. Um, if, for those of you who might not know who I'm talking about, he directed both of the... Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies. Those were the things yeah. he's most famous Aladdin, for which came out. Oh, dude, we... you ruined my bit. <laughs> I'm so
1: sorry for bringing up a movie I, that you this made. Was an, this is not, I know. <laughs> I <laughs> I ruined was going to go
0: through, I was hoping you'd say something about Sherlock, because I had this whole thing where I was going to lead into, like, discussion about <laughs> Snatch, and I was going to do, like, the intro to Aladdin, <laughs> the Arabian Nights, like, before he starts singing, he's like, I come the land from a far away place. <laughs> still do it. Please still do it. <laughs>
1: funny, I'm not a very big Guy Ritchie fan, so maybe you can sell me on him. I've okay. only seen... This is going to be my hardcore pitch. Let's see it. Today. I've only seen five and a half of his movies. Mm-hmm. I've seen Man From U.N.C.L.E. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which, Quick story time. <laughs> yeah, let's just stop right there. That's it's like story some time.
1: beef between the Bagel Boys. The Bagel Boys had a temporary falling out. We broke up for... Thirty minutes. <laughs> uh, for our 2015 series, Wes is trying to convince me to do
0: Men from Uncle, another Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah, very well, fun. Henry Cavill, Army Hammer. It's about spies, and they do a lot of cool spy stuff. It's a fun time at the movies. Is it? Yes. Okay, so I watched half
1: of it, and I texted Wes. I don't want to talk about this. I wasn't liking it. It wasn't jiving with me. I'm sorry. And Wes has been a little salty about it ever since. I'm glad you you just
0: kind of admitted to giving up on me. On Mike. We got it on record. Tough titties of the (laughs) kitty. Tough titties. Tough bitties. (laughs) (laughs) The Aladdin thing was a tough
1: bitty. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Aladdin, which is kind of a dumpster fire, with the exception of Will Smith.
0: So I watched it. Fine. You watched it in preparation for this episode, because I was like, yeah, Guy Ritchie, let's watch Aladdin. Aladdin, mm-hmm. 2019. So devoid of any kind of guy Ritchieism. It's like, why did you oh, get yeah. this Guy Fieri flavor town of a director to direct this very bland, by the numbers, Aladdin movie? Which Disney sucked great. a syringe in him and sucked the soul out of him. That's yeah, yeah. that's kind of what it was like. The or actors <laughs> the actors, I will say, actors yeah. in the movie did a great job. <laughs> Some of them. I think most of them did a great job. Yeah, they didn't put any emotion into it, The Jafar guy, I didn't like Jafar. He was pretty bad. Aladdin, Jasmine, and the genie, the big three. I liked all of them. I thought they were great.
1: Um, Yeah. Do you feel like Guy Ritchie was kind of like a genie in that situation? Like, Disney kept him... In the bottle. Yeah, in a bottle. And just, like,
0: he was imprisoned to them to make a movie? The downside is the movie... sucks. (laughs) Sucks. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I love Will's Aladdin. Is good. I think a lot of it has to do with me loving Aladdin, it's and a great I'm hard. Movie. I'm weirdly harder on Aladdin because Beauty and the Beast, the remake, broke my heart so much. Because like that one was the one I was really sad about. So the rest of the Disney remakes, I'm just gonna come out with my pitchfork already in hand when they come to theaters. I'm gonna be like, no, just like the
1: townspeople when they try to kill the beast. Well, it was,
0: they doubled down on everything, man. 2019. Yeah. I know we're. this is a weird episode already, but 2019, Dumbo Mm -hmm. came out, and Lion King.
1: Yeah, all three were very bad. And
0: the sequel to the uh, Maleficent mistress of, who cares, remember? Who the heck cares? Who could possibly care about Maleficent? But the good thing is, I will say, Aladdin made bonkers (laughs) amount of money. I'm talking... Yeah. A pool that you could swim in of cash. Wow. Cold, hard cash. Do you think Guy Ritchie's swimming in a pool of cash as we feet? I hope speak? so, so we can get more movies. The Gentleman was pretty good. Was it? It's, it's like, it's in the same vein of this. It's okay. more, it's not more, I don't want to say more of the same. It's very different from Snatch, but, mm-hmm. but kind of, sort of not. Uh, <laughs> for, the, for the Sherlock
1: Holmes movies, yeah, those are tricky for me because... I'm a big R.D.J. fan, and he's really good in them. Jude Law is great, and then yeah. Rachel McAdams is great. The three main leads are great, but I don't really like the direction of those movies that much. <laughs> oh. So it's like the Guy Ritchie's kind of the the negative.
0: Point so you don't like movies. his style then? No, they, I don't really, really like st- his style. Okay, I was but say. I do
1: like Snatch. Spoiler alert! Oh, because I feel that's like surprising. I feel like because it's him doing his thing without any production getting in the way. It's just like pure, unfiltered, just Guy Ritchie doing his thing. It's kind of like an indie movie. It's basically a British Pulp Fiction. Sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'd agree with that. So I I like this, but the other ones feel a little too studio manufactured, and I feel like that kind
0: of hinders him. The Aladdin definitely does. Man from Uncle I will say doesn't. I get why yeah. you don't like it cuz it's still his style, but that is very Guy Ritchie through and through. The other one that feels very studio manufactured is the King Arthur Legend of the Sword where every yeah. chance like Guy Ritchie like pokes his head out into that movie where you can clearly see he's messing around and he wants to tell this like <laughs> low down underbelly like grungy like oh the legend of King Arthur like he's on the rise. Uh-huh. He's just a boy with a sword or the ability to get the sword, whatever. Uh, and But then the studio is like shoving down our throats like, hey, we're going to make six of these and it's going to be like the Marvel Cinematic Universe of, of, of King Arthur because that's huh. what we all want, right? Yeah. So that, that yeah. one feels
1: very built by a studio. I feel like I saw 20 minutes of that movie, but maybe that was a dream
0: I had. It I don't know. It feels like a dream. I couldn't hearts. tell you anything There's a lot it. going on. Jude Law is also in that movie. Really? He plays the bad guy. Nice. He's awful. He's bad. (laughs) All right. He tried. Yeah, so this is an episode on Snatch, the Brad Pitt film series. So the first category we normally go through here uh, is the pit stop. Where's he Mm -hmm. at in his career? There's no uh, fluff. There's no in-between here. No. It's Fight Club and then Snatch immediately after. And we wanted to talk about this one because it's just a lower budget than what Brad normally does, but also... It's very odd for him. Very odd, but also interesting because we talked a lot about Guy Ritchie already. Brad actually contacted Ritchie right after he made Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels and was like, hey, I want to work with you. And he had most of Snatch kind of formed already. Mm -hmm. Uh, He wrote Mikey for him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mick, Mickey, Mickey sorry, <laughs> yeah, not like, Mikey. Mike, Mikey's a guest. <laughs> Mickey the poiky. yeah, the poikie. Uh the Irish traveling gypsy. But no, so <laughs> imagine that though, like just being like this, you know, British director directing a small time film, and then Brad Pitt himself calls you up and he's like, "Hey, I like your style. I want to be in your next movie." Mm-hmm. How cool is that? <laughs> Bring him on a board. He he brought him aboard. But Daniel, I think you have something for me. Oh, we gotta play the tomato game. We don't do. We? Yeah, I accidentally saw it doing my. Well, own it's not you. It was an accident. It was an accident that you saw it, but there's mm-hmm. no laws against me guessing. Um. Yes. Oh, there is. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> the audience to. isn't gonna know what to do. <laughs> yeah,
1: the audience is gonna skip. This is gonna 15 be... second skip
0: over this part. I don't know when my next time to guess is gonna be. So this will be like a. I've got to hit this like on the head. Yeah, you do. No pressure. I know, right? Otherwise, people are going to think, like, wow, this guy really doesn't know anything about movies. Give me the, give me, hit me with that consensus. All right, we
1: got the consensus. All right. Though perhaps a case of style over substance, Guy Ritchie's second crime caper is full of snappy dialogue, dark comedy, and
0: interesting
1: characters. That's so poorly
0: phrased. I feel like that's just so basic. (sighs) Which. I mean, I'll agree, but, I mean, that's what most of them have been, you know? Most of what? Oh, the consensus? Yeah, Yeah, the consensus. I guess you're right. Well, both are fresh. Okay. So, we'll start with the uh, audience. I I figured it was both fresh. Audience first. Audience, I think, liked it less than the critics. Can you tell me if I'm right or wrong? Or, let me guess. No, you're going to guess. Audience, I'm going to say 79. Okay, what would you say for critics? 83. Got them backwards. See?
1: Oh, really? Uh, the critics was seventy three. Oh, okay. And the audience was ninety three.
0: People really? like their snatch, huh? I should have. You, you know what? That's that's. You're right. Now that I think about it, I know I'm right. You do because you have the answer. <laughs> <for you. laughs> and I'm bragging, <laughs> even though I'm looking right at them. Uh, it was pretty successful. It was made for like ten million gross to Like I think eighty worldwide. Almost 90. So, yeah. People liked it a lot. And you kind of hit the nail on the head with relating it to Pulp Fiction where, yeah, that's a very... Quentin Tarantino does his own thing with the movie. They're not similar necessarily like that. But it's very much like this random ragtag group of, you know, criminals and just people and two or three different plots kind of intersecting and weaving throughout. Um, You're not
1: really sure where it's going through most of it. Yeah. What year did
0: this come out? 2000.
1: Okay. So, six years after Fight Club. So... Very Fight Club and... I mean, not Fight Club. Six years after Fight Club? Six, what am I saying? Six years after Pulp Fiction. Okay. So I was like, <laughs> uh, <influence>. uh, what? <laughs> I was wondering who influenced you.
0: Yeah. A lot of movies were influenced by Pulp Fiction, obviously, but I'd, I'd mm. say this is definitely one of them. You know what movie I also got vibes
1: off of watching Snatch that we disliked, but it just... It reminded me of Uncut Gems. Like, I feel like Uncut Gems was influenced a lot by Snatch.
0: <sighs> Snatch the, at least is fun where uncut gems is like you're just watching adam Sandler bumble around himself and try to sell a diamond or yeah. get a diamond and then bet on a diamond <laughs> <laughs> bet on a diamond <laughs> there's no really it's not a diamond i know it's a gem yeah but i'm it's an uncut one i'm pretty here. sure it's an uncut rare gem do you remember
1: that part where adam Sandler
0: goes i buy remember he that? he doesn't Oh, he. That's why get, I was right. pissed. That the was the movie. Gilmore. I was like, I wanted, I wanted more Sandlerisms in the movie. There You're wasn't right. He's a great actor, though. He is great. Don't add us, because we, uh, we don't have a Twitter. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. The so what on earth is going on in this movie? It's, like it's something. The best way to describe it is you've got two groups of criminals. One is the uh, unlicensed boxing ring. You've got. A few cast of characters in that realm. Mm-hmm. You got Jason
1: Statham you got Jason there. Jason Statham. Got Brad Pitt. You got
0: Dennis. Farina. Stephen Graham.
1: Yeah. Benicio.
0: And no. He's, he's with, yeah. He's kind of in yeah. both. We'll talk about yeah. them in a bit. But you've got these guys. Uh, brothers who are, you know, kind of under the the debts and, like, eye of this big crime lord, mm-hmm. Boris the Blade. I love Boris the Blade. And so he's a really bad dude. Oh, so yeah. they kind of unintentionally screw him over and they're trying to get back out of, his, out of the wings under him and out of his eye, out of the pressure to get back in their graces of setting up this boxing match. And then the other half of the movie is you've got these criminals who are going after this diamond. Mm-hmm. And that's, like... The most I can say, we'll obviously get into spoilers, but that's like, it's hard to explain exactly what this movie is. It's basically just those two plots, like someone robbing a bank for a diamond and then wanting to sell it and use it to be bet on something. Yeah. It's, it's kind of intercut with the, the boxing stuff later on. They kind of collide, but. I didn't know what was going on the first hour of the movie, I'll be honest. <laughs> I was using
1: Wikipedia as like a spark,
0: note, just kind of. Looking to see what's going on because I was kind of. It confused. doesn't waste time. You get into this movie and you're like, okay, what's going to happen? And like I said earlier, there's the shot of like just adrenaline. Uh, gets Benicio's character Frankie Four Fingers. Frankie
1: Fourfingers. Fingers. Can I just
0: say? Let me. We'll get into the cast side things so really quick. But <laughs> let me just name off the names. There's we got Turkish. We got Mickey O'Neill. We got Tommy. Tommy. We got Bullet Tooth Tony. <laughs> who, yes, is... Teeth, two of his teeth are Bullets, <laughs> Frankie Fourfingers, Cousin Abby, Boris the Blade, Bricktop Pulford, Doug the Head, Denovitz, and then there's a few others with normal names. There is a, a mullet. <laughs> and, there's a mullet? And Errol. Who's Vinny Jones in this
1: one? What's his name? I Lenny
0: Lenny James is Saul. No, not Lenny James. Oh. Vinny, uh,
1: what's his last name there?
0: Juggernaut from X-Men. Oh, 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 the soccer player. Bullet Tooth Tony. Yeah. Well, that is Bullet Tooth Tony. That's right. Have you seen like his most famous picture? The audience can play along and wrote this at home. Vinnie Jones. Just type in Vinnie Jones soccer into Google right oh, now. Oh no! Let's it's see very it. funny. I'm glad Let's you're see. gonna get this live. Jones it's like soccer? the most Vinnie Jones soccer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I want to play soccer with this guy. <laughs> I love how he's so big, people are going to look it up. Yeah, that's. Wow. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, he used to be a major league soccer player. He comes into this movie. He's a great part of the movie. Is he the juggernaut? I don't know. We should watch X Men 3 and see, no, if he, we should... see if he tells us in the movie exactly who he yeah. is and maybe calls us something afterwards. <laughs> The music is great. So this came out pre Oceans Eleven, but it has a very kind of Oceans Eleven twang to the music. A Madonna song in here. Mm-hmm. The the setting and plot kind of move along pretty quickly, uh, where it's it's clearly that this was shot on a smaller budget, but nowhere feels boring because the, because the characters are so lively. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. this is one of those movies where I feel like has inspired other movies, whether it be Gangster or just other movies kind of, like, similar to that, where you've got all these characters. Like, I just listed off all the names of these guys, and names are fun and everything. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love me a good character name. Yeah. But... Names are good. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> uh They don't ever, like, tower above one another. Like, Brad Pitt's in mm-hmm. this movie, but he's a very, like... Again, kind of a side role character throughout it's very the very minor. No one steps on each other's toes throughout this huge, like, long list of characters. You've got good, ample amount for everybody to shine. And it's not like they shine, say their one-liner joke, and then leave. Yes. They're very, like, integrated to the plot. They're all important. And it's very funny in the way they go about trying to steal this diamond, sell it, or bet on this boxing match, or fix their boxing match, and all this other stuff that kind of goes on. I guess if it had a main character, Jason Statham... I'm sorry, Jason Statham
1: would be the main character.
0: Yeah, yeah, but, no, I would agree.
1: But not, I mean... Hardly. Hardly. By yeah. the skin of his teeth. In, Brad Pitt, he's probably in this movie a combined total of
0: 15 minutes, 20 minutes. He's not yeah. in it very much. No, he's not, but he makes... But but it feels like he is. Yeah, he leaves his morph. You don't. You, yeah. You don't feel like, oh, I want more Brad. He's mm-hmm. in it an ample amount. The other thing I like about the movie a lot is he. we talk about his style a lot. Compared to some of his other movies, and I know you're not a huge fan of his style, I feel like this one, he knows when to hit the marks, whether it's the Frankie Four Fingers, uh, Viva Las Vegas cuts. Viva
1: Las Vegas! Yeah.
0: yeah uh, or No, thank you. That's exactly what happens. Or just other things like that in the movie where he uses it subtly and sparingly, but it's sprinkled out throughout the movie enough to the point where it's keeping things very engaging. There's Mm -hmm. really not a boring moment in this movie. It's the perfect kind of blend of comedy action, you know, gangster kind of movie. I struggle to say gangster because they're not really, they're just people who are kind of in over their heads a lot. Like some of them, yeah, are criminals, but a lot of them are just like, Hey, we're gonna try to do this, we're gonna try to rob this guy, let's see what mm-hmm. happens. You and know, they're and all about to work out. Bumbling idiots, too. For the like, most part, yeah. They yeah. usually there's some Jason Statham isn't. I love it. I'm sorry. What's his name? Jason Statham. <laughs> okay, there you go. Turkish. <laughs> Turkish in the movie. Yeah. I'm so sad
1: I missed his interview that you did you got to do. Remember you know, that? I do remember that. How could I forget? That was great. Do we wanna talk? Okay, do we want to talk characters first? We want to go one by one. No, no, no. We're going, no,
0: we got to go. We got a pit performance, man. Pit performance. We got to talk Brad first. He's. The uh, I didn't know series, if we were man. saving the best for last or we're just. Oh, you're, in. Saying, you're saying he's the best. Ah. Okay, tell us then. Go for it. About Brad being yeah. the best.
1: Yeah, I think he's the best part of this movie. Uh surprisingly jason statham's up there though and i'm not a jason statham fan necessarily i don't think he's that great in many things (laughs) what sorry jason statham (laughs) thank you um but this is his best performance jason but i think brad beats him out uh you know he's in this movie like i said combined to about 20 minutes but he leaves his mark and he's kind of what you remember after watching it his, yeah. His boxing scenes are great. He, some of my favorite moments in this movie are he punches the guy and knocks him out in the first round when he's not supposed to, and then he just smiles and shrugs at Jason Statham <laughs> like, oops, like so sarcastically. Sorry, way. buddy. <laughs> he's great. Uh, he's showing off those, uh, his comedic sensibilities, which he doesn't yeah, do often, He which doesn't. is great. And one of my favorite lines he has is <laughs> he's totally hungover and he wakes up and goes, Need to have a shite. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. He has a lot of the
0: great, great lines in the movie. Uh, I like that he shows you said hit on that comedic stuff, but he's very uh, <laughs> he's very hard to understand. Yeah, subtitles are required, and but I like that the movie touches on that in a way that makes it. Funny where you're kind of struggling with it. And the movie holds on to that joke in the back pocket. Yeah. Until like I think an hour into the movie where Jason Statham, uh, Jason Statham, uh, (laughs) Turkish and his brother Tommy, I'm just going to call him Turkish because that's Mm -hmm. his character. Turkish and Tommy are talking to Brad and they turn around and they're like, I have no idea what the heck this guy is saying. He's a very heavy Irish accent. Uh, Brad Pitt's character Mickey O'Neill is uh, like a, in a group of like traveling gypsies, mm-hmm. and so he again he gets roped into this. Turkish and Tommy are trying to set up a boxing match, yeah, and they they go to buy a caravan f- for whatever reason because mm-hmm. they want a new one <laughs> for his ma. <laughs> yeah, for his ma. Mickey sells them like a janky one; it breaks immediately. Mm-hmm. Turkish and Tommy and their friend I forget what that's Errol I think right. Yeah. The big boxer at the beginning. Yep. And he f- goes to fight Brad again into a little skirmish, if you will. Yeah. And uh, Brad basically <laughs> maims him, puts him in a coma. And they're like, well, <laughs> shoot, now we need another boxer for this match <laughs> that we're supposed to fix. And that's how they kind of get Brad. And they're like, hey, you're pretty good at boxing. But don't be too good, and then right. he proceeds to be too good. <laughs> throughout yeah. most of the movie. He also has really good dramatic moments too, like when his mother's
1: like trailer burns down. Yeah, like, he's selling it there. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, I read that uh, Guy Ritchie's first movie got a lot of criticism for the accents being hard to understand. <laughs> so he said he wrote Mickey as like a parody of like basically naughty, like an F U. Yeah, like, making well, fun of him. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah, the characters in the movie can't even understand half the time. Yeah. So. I thought that was pretty funny.
0: I think it's a good accent. I don't yeah. know. It's yeah. totally bizarre. No, I think he hits it on the head. This is one of those things where, like, we're going to debate, like, later on, like, the performances of Brad. And while other movies might have some more stronger emotional beats for him to hit on, mm-hmm. this one's, like, he had to put a lot of work in not only the the voice and the, the vocal patterns of what he's saying and the accent, but also, like, just kind of the mannerisms and the tics and twitches this yep. character has and just the the... The body of yeah. the performance, the way he moves and everything. He does a really good job in the movie. He's not cool in this movie. No, that's another thing. He's got yeah. to try so hard not to be cool. This guy. Yeah. He's very grimy. He's still Brad Pitt, obviously. Yeah. But for the most part, it is. he's just kind of just grimy, greasy, sweaty gypsy who they get into this boxing match. And then he proceeds to kind of have his own plan, have his own way throughout it and just kind of do whatever he wants and then mm-hmm. skips down at the end yeah <laughs> oh one last thing about okay. Brad's character Go the on. third boxing kind of fight there's that sequence and this is just more about direction and what this they is did the last one where he goes and basically like it's like get out with the sunken place oh, where he almost yeah. gets that knock out yeah more boxing movies not not should copy that but should have like the because I feel like we've seen it a million times, where they like get hit, and like yeah. they stumble, and the crowd cheers louder. They lock into someone in the yeah. crowd. This one is like, okay, he gets knocked down, and you like see like his, his brain like leave his body, basically. Yeah. And he's like looking around in this sunken place, trying yeah. to fight to get back up. Really cool. Big thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Lots of the bagels. Yeah. He does,
1: and this ties into Brad's performance, Guy Ritchie does really well with the slow motion. In this movie. Like I feel like it's never wasted. And I'm I'm never rolling my eyes at it. Like he's using it well with the slow motion pieces that he does. Yeah. yeah, He does that a
0: a lot too in the Sherlock Holmes Sherlock Holmes one. He
1: overdoes it a little bit in Sherlock Holmes. You
0: think so? Yeah. I think that one works in a different light just because you have Robert Downey narrating through it. This one you don't really have that. It's played a lot more for just the comedic purposes. And Mm -hmm. while in that movie, the Sherlock Holmes ones, it's funny. It This one, it's mainly used for just jokes. But Brad, I think he's Rad Brad again. I hate to overuse it. It's a Rad it. Brad. It's a Rad Brad again. It's a Rad Brad. I want to get into some of the other ones, because as you all know, there's The Pits, which is the lowest of the low for our, our friend uh-huh. Mr. Pitt. Uh, then there is Bad Brad, mm-hmm. Tad Brad, Rad Brad, which is what he is in this movie. And then, of course... I don't remember. Brad to the bone. Brad to the bone! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Can I be honest? I totally zoned out. Did you? <laughs> so I didn't know what you were asking me, so I just I was like, stared just at you. He only gestured, like, just round us out. <laughs> and I was like, what was he asking me? It's like that scene inside out. You know, like, oh, no. They asked
0: me. <laughs> okay, now we, now we can get into the, the by the numbers, the supporting, distracting. Because mm-hmm. good gravy. It's is there a, a lot, lot of, char- of characters? A lot of characters. Uh, let's get right to him. Turkish, okay. Jason Statham. Mm hmm great i think he's great you kind of hit the nail on the head I best think performance i've ever seen him do. you've ever
1: seen him because i feel like he cares <laughs> i feel like it's not phoned in all of his roles in the in the fast and furious transporter oh actually spy i forgot he's in spy he's really good in spy he,
0: that's more of this one spy. though he he's in it or no he's in spy quite a bit right i haven't seen uh he's he's like yeah, the about the same dog. as now. yeah the the ones where it's like he's not playing a parody of himself, no. whereas like in the Expendables or Hobbs and Shaw or the Fast and Furious movies, it's like, it's mm-hmm. not bad. It's just like he's over the top in those movies because that's what the movie calls for. This one, he Jason Statham is actually acting. Yeah, so it's good.
1: It's not a bunch of
0: this bloke doesn't have any
1: balls. Well, there is Blimey. a lot of that. There's, I know, but it's like
0: <laughs> it's different. <laughs> Turkish uh, his character turns to his brother Tommy. There's a recurring line in this movie where he instead of saying like <laughs> he just says he's got he's got the minerals to do it. The minerals Whenever he's talking about if he has the balls to do something. I, I'm gonna start saying it the more it's like you really got the minerals on you know? the minerals. people are gonna look at me like what is this what is Wes talking about? Why is he
1: talking like a pikey? <laughs>
0: Why is he like uh, Hank from Breaking Bad with the Minerals, (laughs) Marie? (laughs) Minerals, Marie! (laughs) Stephen Graham, Tommy. He's funny. I like him a lot because he's... He's the one, if weirdly enough, who has the most character growth, kind of, if any character has growth, where he starts out as this kind of bumbling idiot, kind of like you said Mm -hmm. earlier. He's actually kind of grown into his own as a little more dependable by the end of the movie. He's the dorky little brother. Basically, yeah. Yeah. I still give him a thumbs up, though. So he doesn't detract from the movie at all. Uh, Vinnie Jones, soccer boy. Thumbs down. Whoa! My least favorite part of this movie. Really?
1: He struck a chord. I hate him so much.
0: Dude, that's so funny because he's in my favorite scene in the movie. Which one? we'll have to talk about this. It's the bar scene between him and the other criminals. And we'll get to their character oh, Vincent, with, and Tyrone and Saul. With the gun. Uh, with the gun where he's like, You've got replica on the side of your gun. <laughs> and I've got Desert Eagle .50 on mine. That's your favorite scene? <laughs> I love that scene. Like that whole monologue and like the use of the editing in that scene is hilarious. And then the shootout afterwards, I think he's great. I think he's imposing, he's, he's funny. He's You're, a Kmart,
1: Jason Statham for me.
0: Re, he reminds me more of like a, uh, I'm going to use another kind of sports analogy, kind of like uh, Drax. LeBron Gar- James.
1: Dave Bautista. Up.
0: Dave Bautista <laughs> and Guardians of the Galaxy, you know? Mm-hmm. Where it's like you've got this wrestler who's in that movie. Now this one, it's like they took a soccer player and put him in this little small gangster movie. I like him a lot. I think he does a really good but job. But Dave
1: Bautista can do more than one role. Blade Runner. Okay, he's in Blade Runner 24-9. Stuber, which is a bad movie, but Stuber's he's doing something... Terrible. It's terrible, but he's like, doing something different. Vinnie Jones
0: is Vinnie Jones. I think that was one I actually mentioned as a bad movie in our 2019 list, where I was like, you were like, come yeah. on, say something bad about some movie, and I was like, Stuber. is so, uh, bad. I think he's very similar to... Uh, I think Dave is better. I'm not denying yeah. that, but I think it's in the same vein as that, where he's doing something, and... I think for this movie, it works. Have you seen She's the Man? This relates. I promise. Mm, Like the Amanda Bynes movie? Amanda Bynes, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Vinnie Jones plays the soccer
1: coach. Do you remember that? Really? And when they find out that Amanda Bynes is a woman, he goes up to the guy and goes, We don't discriminate based on gender. (laughs) I don't know why. That line always sticks with me when I think of Vinnie Jones. from She's the man.
0: I can kind of see what you're saying about the discount Jason Statham thing, but yeah. he's completely different in tone, I feel like. Their characters are very different. He's bullet-tooth Tony. Like in his... He is bullet-tooth Tony. That is correct. Next guy up... Uh, so you're giving him distracting. I'm giving him all all... Let you have the win here and say he's distracting. No, because hey, hey, well, this is the sum of the whole cast, remember? So that's true. I don't think this is again, I'll let you have your little drop in the bucket here. But that's true. Benicio del Toro plays Frankie Fourfingers, mm-hmm. he's great, <laughs> he's pretty funny. He's pretty funny.
1: Bookies the he's, way he his accents really again make me giggle.
0: Speaking <laughs> to how like everyone has like a different flavor of how they approach a character, he sticks out a lot not just with the jokes they make in the editing with the viva las vegas thing but also just how he he's the most violent at first and then just gets you know killed off in the most ridiculous way with like them hitting the van and he's knocked out for hours yeah (laughs) and then he's like handcuffed and he's just gone when it seems like the movie sets him up to be like the movie starts out with him so you're Mm -hmm. thinking like this is gonna be a key player and he's on the, like, the main... He's, like, in front of everybody
1: else on the cover of the movie. I know,
0: yeah. And yeah. he's just gone. <laughs> he's R.I.P. <A>. <laughs> and I know back then, obviously, he hadn't done as much. But, you know, so you you kind of get tricked into you thinking, like, oh, Benicio del Toro, this bigger actor, he's going to be, you know, the main right. you know, character in this movie. And he's uh, not at all. The very...
1: First scene of the movie is my favorite scene of the movie. That whole just heist. The whole heist. No, it's not really a heist. They're just running in the What an intro. It's a good intro. Yeah. Um, So that's why when he died, I was a little disappointed. Because I was like, well, Mm -hmm. I liked this guy. (laughs) And the Viva Las Vegas thing is really funny. Yeah.
0: Uh, Supporting. Yes. Dennis Dennis Farina. (laughs) Cousin Abby. He has some of the best lines. And that's what I mean. I'm going through this. I'm like, he's got some good lines. He's, everyone has their time to shine in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's he's one of the guys who is interested in the diamond, basically, when he hears about uh, Frankie Four Fingers stealing it, and then mm-hmm. basically starts off this plot to kill him and steal it, or make him lose it in some way, because he wants the diamond. Yeah, uh, He has <laughs> one of the funniest bits in the movie where he... <laughs> the sequence where he, like, flies to England really quickly. Like, four times in the movie. Four times in the movie. It's just, like, quick cut, quick cut this, quick cut that, and then all of a sudden he's in England. It's, um, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got uh, my favorite line
1: in the movie. I wrote this down. Yeah. Uh, it's near the end of the movie when...
0: Yeah, Tyrone Tyrone's got the
1: diamond, yeah. and he was trying to get it from him, and Dennis Frina just goes, I'm getting heartburn. Tony, do something terrible. And he just points to them. <laughs> <laughs> do something
0: terrible. The uh, he has a really fun sequence where like the, <laughs> eventually a dog eats the diamond and runs away <laughs> yeah, with it and a squeaky toy and he goes around he starts shooting his gun off like crazy trying to stop the dog mm-hmm. he shoots Tony yeah so sad <laughs> that's fine one of the that's like one <laughs> of the the funniest things where he just the way they kind of play out that that joke where he's like come on Tony let's go get this dog. Tony? <laughs> <Yeah>. like, wait. <laughs> and you already know Tony's toes gone. Tony's
1: gone. Which brings up a point really quick. Yeah. All of the deaths happen off screen. Right? Uh, Do you see I any th- deaths? Because even Benicio. Well, You okay. see him get the shot. Gangster gets shot at the end. Boris off gets screen.
0: shot at the, the end. Is it, is it off screen? Yeah. Boris gets shot at the end in the, like the face, right? You don't see it. I don't think so. I guess it's kind of like cut away. Yeah. It's rated R, but it's not a mm-hmm. super violent movie. Mostly for language. Yeah, mostly for language. But mm-hmm. uh, speaking of Boris, he's next up. I don't know how to pronounce this name, but he's a Russian actor. No, please give it your best shot. Uh, what is it? Come on. Raid Sabur. I don't know, dude. I can't read Russian. I'm sorry. I'm really trying. Someone didn't do their homework. Raid Ray- Roddy.
1: I really like Boris
0: he's great in the movie I feel bad for not I don't want to attempt the name because what's more disrespectful not knowing how to say it or butchering it completely Mm -hmm. I don't know where I fall in that camp
1: he's not in a lot of movies this guy but he was in remember Mighty Joe Young remember that movie he was the bad guy in Mighty
0: Joe Young are we talking about the same guy yeah him Boris the Blade? Boris the Blade, yes, sir. He's credited with 118 films, including Batman Begins, Mission Impossible 2, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, X-Men First Class, Snatch, Shooter, Taken 2, Eyes Wide Shut, just to name a few. (laughs) Well, okay, then. I was wrong. (laughs) I'm sorry.
1: I remembered him from 24. Batman Begins, I remember him. He's the homeless guy.
0: Uh, uh Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> <laughs> you Sounds so. You keep bringing up Mighty Joe Young. Is that your whole point? You like this guy? He's like, he was in Mighty Joe
1: Young. <laughs> this is my softball pitch to do a Mighty Joe Young episode. <laughs> <laughs> I knew something fishy was up. Okay, so I was wrong. I'm sorry. This guy's been in every movie ever
0: made. We love him. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. There's so many more. I'm trying to get through. Bricktop Palford. We'll just go quick. <laughs> Supporting. Yeah, he's, he's, fine. he's one no, of the other I, I gangster didn't. lords in the movie, if you will. I didn't care for him too much. Okay, fine. this so, It's man. clearly going to be a supporting. Like all the tension is out of here because there's like 12 people in this movie that are supporting, and like three that you might say yeah. are not. When Tyrone
1: came on screen, I thought it was Notorious Big for a second. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's not Biggie. What's Biggie doing add, in this movie? Add, it's add, not Eddie. Addie is that his name?
0: Yeah, A-D-E. Adele? Not Adele, no. But Tyrone, uh, Lenny James plays Saul, and then uh, Robbie G plays Vincent. The three of them are kind of all in cahoots to rob Mm -hmm. the diamond away from Frankie Fourfingers or where they think Frankie Fourfingers is supposed to be. But the funny thing is they unknowingly knock Frankie Fourfingers out (laughs) in the van behind them and then are staking out this bank for the longest time, and then yeah. see someone and go in and try to rob them, and it, it just goes awry. Yeah. Their back and forth is so freaking funny. I'm going to give all three of them supporting as like lump them together, but mm-hmm. they, uh, one, they have a really good line about. He says to him while he's sitting in the back seat with his shotgun, <laughs> he's like trying to raise some pulses, and he's like, go raise some hell with that thing. Yeah. He has a huge shotgun. They have this really good just banter about them. Yeah. Anytime they were on screen, I was laughing my ass off yeah. because they, the, the writing is so quick. The one bit I really liked
1: was how Tyrone was the getaway driver, but he was super slow. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, takes his time getting out of the car, and they're like, what the heck? But he also backs into the car. It's like, oh, I didn't see it. And the guy goes,
0: well, it's not a bag of peanuts, is it?
1: It's a car. <laughs> it's a car.
0: A great he's, line. You could the one is where he's trying to he's also trying to parallel park and he's like you could whole, fit a whole aircraft in that like plane or something like that. They're all three of them. I think they're the best part of the movie. You mentioned Brad being the best part. The three of them take the movie for me. Yeah, I could see. Like that. it wouldn't be a bad that. movie without them necessarily, but they bring just a whole new vibe to it without having a whole lot of the editing tricks that mm-hmm. guy Richie likes to do. They're just naturally funny together. Yeah. And uh, one of them is Morgan from Walking Dead. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's Morgan. That's Lenny James. That's the guy. Lenny James. Uh, he plays Saul. He's like the main, he's kind of the ringleader between them all. Yeah. So the whole cast is really supporting. Thumbs up all the way. What's the do? And was he snacking? Was he a snack? We're back to Brad now. Back to Brad. This is a Brad Pitt miniseries. Messy hair, man. What's the do? It's, it's something. Messy. It's,
1: it's, He's looking grimy. He's got a hat. This guy's got to bathe every once in a while. What's
0: funny is this was in 2000s, but he looks like every kid in 2009 who was in like junior high who wanted to wear a fedora and make it work. Oh, That's yeah. That's what this looks like. Greasy hair. It's too long wearing a fedora because they fedora think it's cool. That fedora is
1: something special, though, because it's not even curled up in the back. A traditional fedora would be... Right? right? I, am I thinking of the right thing? I don't know. Well, I don't know. No, I don't know. Would this technically be a bowler hat?
0: N- no. Bowler hats are more round. Are they? I think it's a fedora. It's like the oh, okay. f- classy kind of. It's not the top hat, but it's mm-hmm. like a top hat, more of a fedora. I think it's a fedora. It's a fedora. It's not an Indiana Jones fedora. It's like the everyone knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Everyone's been in middle school seeing that group of kids who like to wear fedoras. Yes, maybe that. Hopefully, that was just an us thing back in like 2006 <laughs> to 2009, where it was like. Can <laughs> I confess something? Were you one of those kids? I had a fedora. <laughs> I think we all did at some point. I just yeah. didn't really wear mine. I was more of a beanie boy. You a beanie which, boy? Which was not a better choice. Let me be very clear. And um, I'm not talking like the nice hipster looking beanies. I'm talking like just a regular ass gray beanie that is warm. Oh, around. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I had a phase,
1: yeah. I remember I bought a fedora one time and I showed up to choir practice. Golly, I'm so uncool. Anyway, I get there. <laughs> you like realizing. I know. I,
0: shit. Man, I
1: hate myself.
0: Wasn't that cool in high school and middle
1: school? Uh, I everybody. walked in the room and a kid pointed and said, Ha dumb hat. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh man. Like, did I waste my Christmas money on this hat? I remember feeling so much shame. What an insult.
0: Dumb hat. They, it was... they, they pointed at it.
1: Every... <laughs> clear, clear and to the
0: point, I respect that kid. Because he was right. Oh, he was a thousand percent right. We were all wrong. But I mean... <laughs> What a <laughs> what a bold man. <laughs> Dumb movie. hat. And
1: this kid was shorter than me. I remember it. Dumb he, hat yeah. Foster. So, yeah, I I learned my lesson. I guess. Um, is he a snack? I'm going to say no. I didn't find him particularly attractive in this I movie. I think he's
0: one of the It's one of those things where it, it's a type for somebody. I'm sure somebody's it, looking for a, a you know, an Irish traveler that they can't understand, who's really good at boxing and <laughs> has a tattoo and lives in a caravan with their mum. was <laughs> doing this? Yes. Sure someone thinks he's a snack, not snacking oh, no. at all though. No, big letdown. We'll he's get drinking. The... He he gets drunk. Yeah, I know that Daniel. I saw the
1: movie. But did you? Because you looked real puzzled when I
0: said that. <laughs> I just I'm debating whether or not does drinking count it as because now this is back to back shows where he's just drinking and smoking, and I was really looking forward to talking about snacks with Brad. Hey, don't worry. Oh? Don't worry. Oh, do you know something I don't? <laughs> or maybe something <laughs> I do know? <laughs> Stay tuned next week. Okay. We'll just say it. So what's the do messy hair with, mm-hmm. the, with the hat? The hat's what does it. Not a lot of snacks, and probably not a snack for most people. Agreed, yes. Sorry, Brad. Potent quotables. Potent quotables. Yeah, uh, I like the one with we talked about him, Cousin Abby. He's at the end of the movie. He's like, "No, do you have anything you want to declare at at like the customs in the airport security?" And he's like, "Yeah, don't go to England." Yeah, <laughs> even that's though a good he line. spends most of the movie traveling back and forth from England.
1: This isn't really a line, but something that made me laugh near the end was when Tommy and Turkish pretend that the dog is theirs, and he's chasing the dog, and he calls him Daisy, but it's clearly a boy. (laughs) Come here, Daisy.
0: I don't know, that made me laugh. That was funny. Uh, I already mentioned this already, but the the whole replica versus the Desert Eagle .50 line, that's really funny, but my favorite, the tip-top... It's again it's another cousin Abby line when he first gets to England. He shows up and points at this this guy and he's like <laughs> I know it's coming. It's like shut up and sit down you big bald <laughs> <gasps> It's so good. That is a line
1: in this movie. He
0: says it with such passion <laughs> yeah. and like he's never insulted someone more fiercely in his life than yes. that. It's it's yeah. It tickled my funny bone quite a bit. <laughs> bagels rewatchable scale we'll touch up on the pit list here in a second but mm-hmm. final thoughts i think this is something where if you haven't seen it you should watch it especially if you just enjoy just like comedies in general because this is very much a i have a struggle with saying it's a straight up comedy because it's not one of those you know slapstick kind of jokes with raunchy humor or you know main leads that are recognizable immediately it's not that but it is a very much a Comedy action heist kind of movie. It's almost a satire. Yeah. On, on heist movies. Kind of, yeah. I'd say because there's only a heist for a little bit, though. Then the rest of the movie is spent with these two plot points that yeah. are kind of dancing around each other, then kind of collide at the end. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but it's definitely. Comedy, action comedy, and it's I think right. one of the best. If if mm-hmm. there's a genre of action comedy movies, this is definitely one of the better ones.
1: If you guys like Edgar Wright's movies, like yes. Shaun of the Dead. Oh, do I? Uh, <laughs> then, oh, do I? <laughs> similar vein,
0: not as gory. They should get together and make a movie. Oh, Could you imagine? That'd oh, be man. like turning a blender on and just throwing like film into it. Is that like <laughs> just Guy Fieri and Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we keep bringing up Guy. And it's not, I wasn't trying to do that on purpose. They're both named Guy. It just fits so well. It does fit. You know, he rolls up, he's like, Diner's driving the dives. It's so like fast paced and quickly cut, and he's making a lot of jokes, and, you know, someone throws a hot dog in his face, and he's like, oh, yeah, let me get a bite of that. <laughs> That's Guy Ritchie. Bagels. Yeah.
1: I'm, okay, let me say first of all, I'm going to give it a 7, seven eight. I would rank it higher, but the only thing that makes me uh-huh. not rank it in the eights is because I probably wouldn't re-watch this, at least for okay. a long
0: time. Gotcha. I don't
1: think the rewatchability. it's just, but that doesn't take away from no, being no, a good no, movie, no, no, no. but it's just not something that Daniel Foster is going to And you don't like, in, you don't and, like yeah. Guy
0: Ritchie, like you already kind of knew that. Would you say this is better than the other movies he's made that you've seen? Like in oh, the, this As, is as far as what you think. Yes, okay. yes. Uh, bagels for me, I want to say I hate giving even scores. I'm just going to give a straight up eight. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to give it higher than that. It's pretty high. It's definitely, and what I will say though, it is a, it is a, on the rewatchable scale for me, it is a seek it out. Just because if you are a fan, like you said, of those specific types of movies, like the You're Right, Shaun of the Dead, and Hot Fuzz type movies, this is right up your alley. Or if you've seen his other movies, and maybe, kind of like you, aren't a big fan of Guy Ritchie and you know that, you might have different feelings on this movie. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The pitless. So I just want to get some table setting out of the way. I screwed up. I don't know why I made it complicated on ourselves the last episode. But we put Fight Club at four. We're just going to put everything at the top of the list. And then get more into the debating side as movies go along. So Fight Club is at, what do you think, one or two in this instance, putting it up against Snatch. Oh, one. One. I would say so, too. There's not really a contest. Even though... I ranked this higher mm-hmm. uh, as a bagel score. Uh, I will admit, Fight Club is is obviously culturally and as far as a Brad Pitt performance, I think just encompasses what the it means to be on the pit list more. Mm-hmm. So even though I gave it less bagels than I did Snatch, that's just I'm a big guy, guy a fan. big Guy Ritchie fan, but also a big Edgar Wright fan. So this is like in the West Alley of things. Yeah. Yeah. So big thumbs up for me. Yeah. Big thumbs up for Brad. Look at that! Look at our boy going to look for two out, on a growing movie. Growing up, what are we talking about next week, Daniel?
1: Uh, we're talking. Man, am I excited! Ocean's Eleven. Oh boy. Oh, Chef Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful movie. Oh man, I'm okay. very excited. All right, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Seriously.
1: <laughs> That's what.
0: He... I was waiting because he looks like you were gonna say something so profound. So, tell us if you guys have been able to watch these Brad movies with us. Snatch is on Stars, mm-hmm. Fight Club, if you haven't seen Fight Club. Tell us what you guys are watching, audience. What are you guys What watching? are you watching? What Brad Pitt movies are you excited for us to talk about? What you going on? What did you watch yesterday, Daniel, that wasn't... What did I watch well, yesterday? That wasn't Snatch or Fight Club.
1: Um, let me pull up my letterbox. I watched Best in Show it was the last movie I watched all the way through. And I, I also watch Men in Black International. Please do not watch that movie.
0: I don't think most Please. people know about it. So I feel like you're actually attracting more attention to a movie that clearly didn't want attention. <laughs> that movie came and went quicker than I'm. My wits, apparently. Yeah, it bombed, <laughs> and it bombed yeah. hard. Yeah, which is weird. Cause it had two pretty funny actors in it. I was oh, curious. there's a hysterical part <laughs> where Chris
1: know. Hemsworth picks up a hammer and throws it at a bad guy, and it bounces off of him, kind of like Thor. It's really cheesy. It's like such a nod and a wink to Thor. Like he yeah. may as well just stop and look at the camera and be like, "You see what you I remember, just did?" You remember
0: I, when I was in Thor? <laughs> it's very hammy. What have you been watching, Wes? Dude, I'm so glad you asked. What's up? Remember when I said when Snatch and Guy Ritchie's direction is like a high feed of adrenaline suddenly yeah. into a movie? Well, boy, oh boy, were we on some adrenaline last night because we watched John Wick Chapter Three Parabellum. <laughs> Dude, let me just say, sidebar, as we're wrapping up this episode, Mm -hmm. John Wick 3, no spoilers. If you guys haven't watched the John Wick movies, if you're into action at all, is a two-hour fight sequence, basically, where Keanu Reeves... I'm just going to list off the ways he fights people. He fights people with his fists. He fights people with his guns. He fights people with knives. A library book. A library book. (laughs) With a horse. With a motorcycle. A horse is Fantastic. (laughs) With his
1: German shepherds, dude. Oh, actually, Berry has the Malinois.
0: Yeah. I think. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: they got dogs. We're never gonna cover this movie, unfortunately, because it's just not gonna fall on any list.
0: But <laughs> Baker's dozen, am <laughs> we'll, I right? We'll make it fall. Are we? List. Should I not have said that? It's a baker's dozen. Well, yeah. that's a good ad for the movie. It's a baker's dozen for sure. You think so? Don't you agree? I can't say. I'm legally obligated not to because this isn't a John Wick Chapter 3 episode. You're right. John You're Wick right. Chapter 3, parable. <laughs> oh, man. It's such a good movie. It has a masterpiece as far as action movies go. As far, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I've been watching. So, guys listening at home, tell us what you've been watching. Mm-hmm. We'd like to hear more from you guys. We always, we got a lot of responses from our listener appreciation episodes. So, thank you guys so much for that. There will definitely, definitely be another one sometime in the coming months. Up. Mm-hmm. Possibly towards the end of the year, so look out for that. Andy and Randy, I'm working on my rap. <laughs> I'm working on it. Don't you worry. But yeah, thank you guys so much for for listening, and we hope you guys have a a very merry Pitmas in July. Oh, hold on, we're recording this. In, who is it? Jason, what's up?
1: Hello, Jason Statham here. I just want to say thank you for listening to Bagel Boys
0: and check out my movie Snatch. I need to lock the doors. Yeah, you know what, Jason? <laughs> Get the heck out of here, would ya? What are you saying that for? You let him in? Yeah.
1: <laughs> what a jerk I am. Let the guy in.